Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host. My name is Ava Jules. If you're new here, sometimes I forget that not everyone that listens has been listening from the start or knows me from like YouTube and stuff. So hi, I'm Ava. A little bit about me. If you don't know who I am and I'm just some random podcast you stumbled upon on the internet, hello. I'm 22 and a half, which is crazy. I still can't believe that. I'm turning 23 this year, which is absolutely nuts. I'm a Scorpio. I feel like most people who know me on the internet, you would never really see the Scorpio side of me if you know a little bit about astrology. Not that I'm super into it or know that much about it. I definitely have some tendencies there. Some of the good ones, some of the bad ones. I've been on the internet for nine years. This year, at the end of this year, my 10-year anniversary of posting on YouTube is coming up, which is so wild to me. I can't believe that I've been doing this for a decade. And soon, I think in about two or three years, I'm going to have spent more of my life doing social media than I haven't, which is so wild to me. And something that always creeps into my head is what the hell is next and where am I going to take this? What is going on? What am I going to do when I'm 30? What am I going to do in a few years? Am I going to be like a mom blogger? Like I have no idea. And I don't I don't know what my plan is with all this quite yet, but we're just taking it day by day, which turn into months and years and somehow it all just passes by. I definitely didn't think I would be doing it still, but I love what I do. I love this podcast. This podcast is kind of on the newer side. I've been doing it for a little bit over a year. And for some reason, there's just something about podcasts that just make me feel so cozy. And I just love our community on here because I really just be saying some shit and you guys just understand it so it's our own little safe corner of the internet the internet's a scary place and it's it's safe here i assure you i'm currently recording this on a sunday it's been a very weekend type of weekend it's been a sunday kind of sunday the laundry is going right now i cleaned the apartment I actually rearranged my apartment a little bit today you'll see that in a vlog soon but sometimes i'm just obsessed with switching up my spaces. I'd like to do that a lot, even just redecorating, but I feel like sometimes redecorating means you spend more money like looking for new decorations and stuff. And I really like the way my apartment's decorated. It's very curated. And so I just like rearranging it. So we rearranged the living room a little bit, switched it around and it feels like a new space. And sometimes you have to do that. I feel like it's a nice little mid-year kind of reset. I can't believe it's already mid-year. That makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable to think about, but somehow the time has passed. It's July. Is it? Yeah, it's July. (laughs) This past week for me has been one of the best weeks ever. I've been making time to be social with my friends, making time to be on my grind with like work and stuff, getting a lot of stuff done. And I've also just been back on my health and wellness shit, which feels really good. I've been going to a lot more workout classes, been being more consistent with that. And it just feels really good. I've been doing a lot of cycling, reformer Pilates specifically, I want to get better at because I feel like cycling, I'm pretty good at. I feel super comfortable with it. But Pilates is definitely a little bit different for me. If you know anything about reformer Pilates, you're basically on this machine, there's straps, there's springs. And so it's a little bit crazy. It can get kind of wild. And I didn't realize, but I booked an appointment, not an appointment. I booked a workout class with a new instructor that I hadn't been to before. Um, and they didn't warn me that it was going to be one of the hardest classes of my life. I was so humbled during it. I was like, this has to be an advanced class. Turns out it wasn't, (laughs) but I'm not 
the most accustomed to reformer Pilates. So I'm trying to get better at it because it makes me feel super good. I like doing cycling because I feel like it gets out all my energy. It's a dark room with flashing lights. And sometimes that just, I don't know, it feels like a little club without having to go to the club. And so that's kind of been my vibe recently. I really like doing that. I feel super good and sweaty after. But then on the other hand, I feel like Pilates is really different because I don't sweat as much, but it's just such a different type of workout. So I like to change up my workouts throughout the week and do cycling one day Pilates another maybe go to the gym on another day and really just switch it up because it keeps it exciting for me I also just like being held accountable booking a workout class because sometimes it's hard to motivate myself to go to the gym even though it's literally right there but you know I know you get it because sometimes it's just hard to get yourself to do the thing but when I book a class I'm like I'm not gonna waste thirty dollars here Funny enough, that Pilates class that I was just talking about, we did some stretches at the end I had never really done, and they were really deep hip stretches, and it made me feel some type of way, and then I go back to the car after the class was over, and I sit there, and I just like feel this mood in my chest and all this emotion, and I start sobbing. I'm like driving home, and I'm just like uncontrollably (laughs) crying with tears, and nothing was specifically wrong, and then I remember I've heard in the past, and then I did some research on it because I was like, wait, is this true? But it's known that a lot of the time, a lot of emotion or trauma can be stored in your body sometimes and it doesn't get released, especially with hip stretches. So when you stretch out your hip muscles, especially in a certain type of way, I know there's YouTube videos on how to do this, but beware, you wouldn't think it's true, but it it really is. There's sometimes suppressed emotions or memories that you still hold on to. And apparently a lot of that can be stored like below your waist and your pelvic area. And so we did these stretches and boy, did I feel those emotions come. So that was a really interesting phenomenon. I'd heard about it before, but I never experienced something like that. So that was interesting uh, to say the least. So if you do that, proceed with caution. But I think it's I think it's a good thing to do. It just kind of shocked me a little bit because I wasn't expecting that. I'm looking it up now just to make sure I'm not being wrong here. I typed in, is trauma really stored in the hips? And allure.com, it says, in a fight or flight situation, your muscles respond by tensing up. If you think of your pelvis as a center point for your body to work off of when trying to get away from trauma and your body's response to trauma includes making your muscles tense, it makes sense that your hips tend to store a lot of tension. So it's pretty crazy. On that note, I did my fourth or fifth therapy session this week. I started again this year. I had done it a few years ago and then had stopped. But this year I made that promise to myself. I was like, I want to work as much on myself as I can this year, really pour into myself. And for me, I knew that I wanted to see that same therapist I saw a long time ago, actually, which is really nice because then I don't really have to explain the whole backstory of things again. She already knows a lot about me. And so I just felt really comfortable going back to her. So that's been really nice. I'm proud of myself for doing that. Sometimes it can be hard for yourself to push you to do the things that are a little bit hard to do but I knew that I wanted to start that back up again. And so I did that this week. It was really nice. I feel like for me, I can be such a private person, even with my super close friends, people super close to me in my life, there's certain things I just don't talk about. And so it ends up staying in my head, you know, festering up in there. And so I find it a really nice release. I like getting advice, even just having a sounding board, someone to listen to who I know has my best interest. Not that like people in my life don't have my best interest, but I've been starting to learn. And this is something I kind of unconsciously made or not unconsciously. I subconsciously made the decision to do a long time ago, but I don't really seek that much advice from friends anymore 
which doesn't mean that they're not amazing people. I love my friends so much. They're the best. I have the best friends in the world. But I noticed for me, I needed to start trusting myself more. And instead of just taking advice of my different friends and what they thought, I wanted to kind of condition myself to trust what I'm feeling and what my instincts are to do. And that's not to say that they don't have good intentions for me, but I just feel like seeking advice from someone else, if you wouldn't want their exact situation with what you're seeking advice on, don't ask for advice on it. Sometimes the extra opinions just lead to confusion in your head about what you should do because everyone's going to have a different opinion. And at the end of the day, it should come down to you. And so that's been something that I kind of stopped doing a while ago, especially about relationship stuff. I'm really grateful that the situation I'm in with my relationship, it's so healthy and loving and communicative and it's just been the biggest blessing. But when there's stuff that I'm feeling, honestly, when it comes to relationships, sometimes I've talked about this before, but when there's things that you heal from in your past, you can do a lot of healing on your own. But sometimes being in a relationship again can bring out things that you hadn't seen when you weren't with someone. And so I just want to be the best version of myself for me and for my relationship. I just, I want to be the best that I can be, get my mind to a space where it's just really at peace. And so going to therapy has just been very helpful for that and for other things that I like to vent and talk about and seek advice on. It's crazy when you enter a relationship, a healthy relationship, how much it'll bring out amazingness obviously but it'll also bring out things that you hadn't worked on in the past or things that maybe you still hold on to old habits or tendencies that you had and it's a great time to work on yourself to be better for yourself be better for your relationship and I don't know it's just been it's been a really good thing so I'm happy I did that this week I've been quite the social butterfly this week also I saw a few different friends it's been so nice having these different friendships of mine grow so much more recently. I feel like I've been making a conscious effort to pour more into my friendships and pour more into the people that I love, making time for it. Sometimes when life gets crazy, it's hard to keep up, especially in your 20s. Once you're out of high school, out of college, and you're not in the same vicinity kind of as your friends, because when you're in high school and college, when you're in school in general, you're going to see your friends regardless every single day because you're going to be at the same place. But I feel like once you move on from all of that, and you just enter regular life, it can be hard. Everyone has separate jobs, different things that they do, different people that they meet. It's hard to really stay connected. And so I've been really making an effort to do that. And it just, I don't know, it makes me really happy. There was a stage in my life where I was very, not lonely, but I just would spend so much time alone. I kind of went off the deep end with that because I was like, I need to learn how to be alone. And I kind of just fully dived into that. But now I'm in a stage where I'm like, I love being around people, which is crazy because I feel like before my social battery used to just get drained so quickly. But then I realized sometimes when you hang around the right people, they won't drain your social battery. They'll uplift it. They'll charge it. And so making that a priority in my life has had such a positive impact. I also think it's really important when you're in a relationship, even though you want to spend a lot of time with your person, I think it's really important to make time for your friends too, because friends are such an important part of your life. I don't think your relationship should be everything. I don't think, you know, someone can be your everything and be like so important to you, but you can't neglect the other people, the other things in your life, you can't neglect yourself. So I've been finding a really good balance with all of that, which has made me super, super happy. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. 
I know that a lot of you like me are online entrepreneurs and are looking for tools to help you reach your goals. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform that can help you succeed online. Whether you're just starting out building a brand, trying to get your name or products out there, Squarespace makes it easy to create a nice website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content. It's all in one place on your terms. Nowadays, there's so many ways you can get creative online and do that thing you've always dreamed of. Maybe it's selling products on an online store, but whether it's physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Or you want to do custom merch, get some passive income going, and scale your brand. You can literally design your own products, and production, inventory, and shipping are handled for you. And of course, there's a variety of website templates for every category. You can customize it, make it cute, make it aesthetic, make it yours. I remember making a Squarespace website for a class I was in and I really enjoyed how user-friendly it was especially since I was such a beginner and those templates really helped me make a standout site there is so much opportunity online you can go get it go find it and Squarespace is here to help you along that journey so go to squarespace.com for a free trial and when you're ready to launch go to squarespace.com mind to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain that's squarespace.com code mind I can't wait to see what you create. I was hanging out at the beach the other day with my friend and we were walking back to the car and I see these two girls crossing the road and I was like, oh my gosh, they're wearing my collection, my swimsuit collection with Kulani Kinis. And I see them and I'm like freaking out. This was not my first time I saw someone wearing the collection, but the last time that I saw girls wearing the collection, they were like really far away from me on the beach. And so I was like, ugh. Yeah, I don't think, I think it would be like kind of awkward if I was like, hey, you know, it was like an awkward distance, but I was really close to these girls who were crossing the street. And so we like make eye contact and my friend was like, Ava, say something. And I like, I go, I love your guys swimsuits. And they were like, they realized that I was Ava and they were like, oh my gosh, which was just so crazy to see people in real life, like actual human beings wearing swimsuits that I helped create my collection. And so seeing that was so so cool i took pictures with them i was like can i please take pictures with you guys like this is just the best thing ever they looked so good so if you didn't know i launched a swimsuit collection with my best friend hannah in collaboration with kulani kinis the collection is called ocean athletica and i'm so proud of it it was a dream project to work on and it was just wild to see so that was definitely a highlight of my week i also am finally back in my reading era which brings me so much joy because I have yapped on and on about how I want to get back into reading, how I haven't been making time for it. But like I said, you have to find a balance with things. And so I've been making time for reading again. I went to Barnes and Noble the other day, grabbed some books. I'm so, so excited to read. I got Too Late by Colleen Hoover and I think it was a Lucy Folly. I think that's how you say her last name. The same author as the one who writes The Paris Apartment. I think it's another mystery suspense thriller. I've been so in that mood for books. Too Late the other one that I got is also that kind of psychological thriller, so I'm really excited. I'm also currently reading Happy Place by Emily Henry. I'm only a few chapters in, but I'm really liking it so far. So that's my little book update. I went off the deep end the other night looking at different booktubers, which are basically YouTubers who primarily make videos about books, and watching those videos made me so inspired to start making my own again because I used to make so many book videos and book recommendation videos and I missed doing that. I was looking at my channel and it's been over a year, which I deserve jail time for that because I was such on a roll with that. And then I completely fell off and I feel like I just left everyone hanging. So I'm getting back into that. I feel like it'd be fun to do more book style videos too, especially as I get older and where my channel's going. 
I'm definitely like a lifestyle channel. I vlog a lot, as you guys know. I just vlog my life, but I feel like it'd be fun to have videos that are more structured and about one given topic rather than, you know, just like a day in my life or travel kind of vlog. So I'm thinking about doing that. Stay tuned for more. I feel like that'd be really fun just to add an addition to my channel. To get to today's topic though, which I'm really excited about, this idea came to me. I was listening to what we said's episode about beige flags. I know people have done episodes about red flags and relationships. I think there's also been podcast episodes about relationship non-negotiables, but I was like, I want to do an episode about what are my relationship or partner non-negotiables. So it's not really like a red flag, but something that is non-negotiable to me, like really matters to me. It would be really hard for me to budge if it wasn't lined up with what I wanted and desired. So that's the topic for today. I feel like it's really, it's going to be really fun. I wrote some things down and, you know, I feel like there are the obvious traits that you look for in a partner, but I wanted to get really particular in this episode of the things that are non-negotiable for me personally in a partner, in a relationship. This is obviously going to be different for everybody since we all have different preferences with what we want. But I'm going to say this, I encourage you listening, especially, especially if you're single, to make a list of your non-negotiables for what you want so that the next time you're dating someone or talking to them or into someone, you can refer to it and know what you wanted prior to having rose-colored glasses on. If you don't know rose-colored glasses on, sometimes at the beginning of a relationship, when you're infatuated with someone, you haven't really quite gotten to the point where you just know everything about them, but everything seems so perfect. Let's be real. Nothing is as perfect as it starts. And that's not to say that amazing, happy, healthy relationships don't exist, but the closer you get with someone and the longer you start dating someone, you are in a partnership with another human being and no one is perfect. You don't see that right away in a relationship because when you're getting to know someone, you're getting to know the good parts. And then I feel like once you settle into that and you see someone for who they are, it's a beautiful thing. But that's why I feel like making this list is so important because when those rose-colored glasses are on, it doesn't matter if your best friend tells you that your boyfriend sucks or your parents don't like him. You're going to be like, he's perfect to me and I love him and I'm going to end up with him, whatever. Rose-colored glasses, it's so fun to be in that phase, but they they definitely come off after a certain point. And so that's why I think making a list, especially when you're single, is so important to do because you'll know what really matters to you and what you wanted prior to you even having all of these like infatuation feelings. You know, sometimes you don't see things quite clearly because you're blinded by love. It's quite the phenomenon. But the reason I so heavily suggest and recommend doing this is because I did this when I was single. I made a notes list on my phone of my non-negotiables, what I was looking for. And I think I talked about this in the first episode or one of the episodes that I did with Micah, my boyfriend. And so I might have talked about this before. I'm not sure, but I'll quickly talk about it here. I had made that list. I knew what I wanted, what I needed, what I desired. And it was crazy when we first started dating and we're just getting to know each other. I remember he asked me, we were sitting eating dinner together and he was like, so what are qualities that you look for in a partner? Someone that you see yourself with? Like, what are the things that you look for? And I was like, huh, that is crazy you asked because before I met you, I made this whole list. And so I pull up this list, I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh my gosh, he is checking off so many of these things. And it was just crazy because I remember writing that list, being single, being like, I will not settle for less because I know what I want and what I need out of a relationship. And that was one of the best things I ever did. I almost, I tell Micah this all the time, but I almost feel like me writing that down, putting those intentions out there, I always had that 
in the back of my head. And so I think that's why everything just clicked with him because subconsciously I knew what I wanted and I saw that and I was like, wow, this is so crazy. And it's really crazy reading it back now because that note list is like a year old. And now that I know Micah, obviously so much better than I did when we first started dating, uh, he still checks off all of them, which is crazy. And so I definitely believe in putting intentions out there and I'm a little bit into manifesting, not super huge. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Some people have great success with it. I know there's people who are just fanatics about it. So if you are great, if you're not, that's also fine. But I do feel like in a weird way, and I've told him this before, I was like, I feel like me putting this out there into the world and setting the standard for myself, I like manifested the version of what I wanted when I was writing that down and I didn't know it was going to be him and yet the whole time it was and so I don't know maybe maybe I'm you're getting lost with me here but that's just how I feel so I feel like doing this list really put it out there of what I was looking for and when I was meeting people I was like "Mm, this doesn't meet what I want it was just so full circle to meet someone who was just what I was looking for even though I didn't know it was him and yet it was him all along so that's my success story with doing this, I highly recommend. So I'm gonna get into these non-negotiables that I have listed down. What I mean by non-negotiable, I mean that I'm so dead set serious on this is what I want and it would take a lot for me to budge on this because it's very important to me. So this is not something that's like, oh, I could kind of get over this if they didn't have this trait or this value. These are very serious things that are like serious to me and just what I was looking for. So I'm gonna start off strong. They have to be, well, I'm not gonna say they because I found my person, (laughs) but he's got to be emotionally available. Single doesn't always mean that they're emotionally available. You'd be maybe shocked to find out that some people are hung up on a past or not available emotionally to you. Just because someone's single and showing you interest doesn't always mean that that's the first person you should go towards. I think that's a really important lesson. You don't have to settle for someone like the first person to show you affection or attention. I know it's hard because obviously getting attention, having attention from someone is really nice, but someone's got to be emotionally available for you. And they also have to want you as much as or more than you want them. I see so many people, some of my friends deal with this where a guy is single but they're not emotionally available. And so that to me, I just do not want to mess with. That just would be such a mess. This next one was a pretty big one for me, but you have to be okay with what I do because I'm not willing to sacrifice all the years of work that I've put into my social media, my YouTube, this whole career that I've built. If you're not comfortable with that, I'm not going to throw all those years of work away for someone. I needed someone who was supportive, more than supportive and willing to kind of go through that whole thing with me, especially for me, because once I would be in a relationship, I was like, they're going to be a part of my content of my life. And so obviously if they weren't going to be okay with maybe having a little bit more of a public relationship, then I just don't think it would have worked because when you're in a relationship with someone, your friends know, whoever you follow on social media, your peers know about it. But I feel like for me, it's on a bit of a magnified scale. There's strangers that know about a relationship that'll comment about it, that'll DM about it. And I feel like it just kind of 
takes a lot. Sometimes it takes the right person to be okay with that. Because for me, I feel like I've built up this wall of just like, I don't care what other people have to say. I know what this is and the opinions of other people don't matter to me but for some people if you're not used to that if you're not used to having a public life I feel like it could be very jarring and so that's something I always really appreciated about Micah is that one he's been super supportive he's helped me shoot brand deals he's been my photographer for shooting stuff like for Sunglow my business and has just been so supportive and also so understanding about the situation and has been more than okay with it I feel like it just takes the right kind of person to get it and to kind of understand that it's going to be a little bit different. There's going to be people that are going to throw shade or going to throw hate or try and break it apart just because there's trolls like that on the internet all the time. And so I knew for me, I'm used to getting that on my own personal level. I can handle it. And so it was important for me that whoever I ended up with would be able to handle that too. And Micah does. He's a legend with it. I think having good people and good friends surrounding them is so important, especially friends. Family is one thing. I, I know family can be such a difficult situation. I know that's something that a lot of relationships deal with. Maybe they don't have a good home life, but I don't know. That can be a sticky and hard situation in itself, but for me, you can't control your family situation, your family life, and I don't think that's necessarily something that they should be like blamed for because that's out of their control but what's in their control is their friends because you choose your friends you choose the people that you want to be surrounded with and you're a reflection of the people that you spend the most time with your friends are a direct reflection of you sometimes obviously there's cases where this isn't exactly true but I just think having good people around them is so important because it'll tell you a lot about the person having a certain level of independence was very important for me I'm a very independent person. I've done things by myself for a while and I like doing my own thing. I like having my own life. I think having your own life in a relationship is very important. I've said this before, but it's still good to have obviously build a life together, but also have your own things that are going on. And so because I'm that way and I like having my own independence, I don't want someone who is insecure in that way and my independence would make them feel insecure i wanted someone who's also independent had their own things going on wouldn't want to be controlling and would just be super supportive of the things that i wanted to do on a personal level i feel like independence definitely comes with maturity and so dating someone who has that level of maturity is really important because I think when a boy, when a guy, whoever you're dating is immature, it really shows. They'll try to control you, control the things that you do because of their insecurities. And I'm like, I'm not okay with that. I don't want to deal with that. So independence was definitely really up there for me. Speaking of maturity, emotional maturity. Oh, when I tell you it is not worth dating someone who doesn't know what they want, doesn't know how to vocalize their feelings, show their feelings, doesn't just get it. It is going to be a whole mess that you don't want to deal with. Emotional maturity is so important, especially once you reach a certain level of emotional maturity. You want someone who has also reached that just because it's very hard to date someone who isn't emotionally in tune with their feelings. This next one might be a little bit of a hot take, but I think it's really important for someone to have prior dating experience. I know that you might be shocked to hear this, but I like do not want to date someone who has had no experience because... <laughs> I'm not trying to play teacher over here. And you guys know the drill, especially if you've been in a relationship before. Your first relationship isn't always the one, like obviously there are cases where your people end up dating the first person or end up marrying the first person that they date and they're just together forever and they've never like had anyone else in their life. But for the most part, I feel like you just don't know what you don't know. 
if you have only dated one person, which is totally fine if you have, I'm not coming for you. Like I said, there's cases where this has worked and it's a very amazing, healthy relationship. That's amazing. But I feel like generally you won't know what you like and what you don't like until you've experienced more of it. For me, I feel like my past has taught me what I don't want. It's also taught me what I do want, what I do like. And so I can use that experience and be like, okay, I have such a better idea of who I am now, what I want and value. And so on the flip side of that, if your partner has had a prior dating experience, I know it can be hard. Retroactive jealousy is real. I get it. Trust me. But I think having prior experience just means that they've also learned a lot of lessons. They've also done a lot of growing in themselves and know what they want and don't want. And I feel like for the most part, obviously there are situations where just because someone has experience doesn't mean it's good experience because there is such a thing as having really bad experiences and then it that just leaks into the rest of the relationships. But I feel like every failed relationship, every, I don't even want to say failed because I feel like a failed relationship just means that you came out with lessons about what you want, you know, the qualities that you look for and that you like, that you dislike. So I feel like a relationship ending when it's not the right person is a success because it leads you closer to your person. I also feel like there's a flip side to that where if someone, it's not someone's fault if they've never had a boyfriend or a girlfriend before because maybe it was out of their, you know, you just never know. But I feel like there has to be some level of like dating experience, not necessarily relationship experience, but like dating experience. They know how to treat someone. They just like have experience. I just think experience is really important and This was one of those things where maybe I could have like, you know, budged on like that wasn't the most non-negotiable thing. But to me personally, that's just something that was important. This one might seem obvious, but having chemistry with someone is so important. And you might be like, Ava, duh, but you'd be surprised how many people there are that are dating someone that is in a committed relationship with someone just because they're compatible. And I do think compatibility has longevity where chemistry, you know, isn't the most important thing because later on in life there's not always going to like chemistry especially when you're first dating is really important but I think long term like compatibility will take you so much farther than chemistry just because that's such a deeper level of connection and being compatible with someone is very important but I think when you're first dating someone having chemistry is really important and it's really fun and it's part of it and you shouldn't feel like the person that you're with you're not physically attracted to I think that's really important being physically attracted to someone like newsflash. (laughs) I didn't always like understand this. I was like, oh, someone's a great person. That doesn't mean you have to date them. That's just a friend. Like the difference between a friendship and a relationship is that physical aspect. Obviously, there's a lot of other aspects that are different, but a big one is that level of like intimacy with someone. And I'm not even just talking about sex here. I'm just talking about physical attraction towards someone. And I just think in the beginning, it's really important to have that because you should think your partner is like the hottest person on the earth. I've heard from people before. I've had friends that are like, I love him, but I'm just not like super attracted to him. And I'm like, that could be very much so an issue, especially long term. But on the other hand, as I was saying, got to be compatible. I think having common core values, having similar wants for what you want your future to look like, similar paths that you might be embarking on that align with each other. Say if you want to be a world traveler one day and they want to stay at home on a farm and not travel, like that could very much so be a discrepancy in your relationship. And that's things that I think you kind of got to figure out early on that compatibility aspect of do we align in these ways? 
does what we want align at our core values? Like, do we share similar core values? And especially, do I get along with this person? Are we compatible in the way that we're genuinely friends? Like, if they weren't your partner, if they weren't your boyfriend or your girlfriend, would you still like them as a person? And I think that's a very important question to ask yourself because if you think about it, if you took away the whole aspect of them being your partner, do you like them as a person regardless of that? Like, do you like how they act as a person, how they treat other people, other things other than being your partner? I think it's very important to look at stuff like that. And I just think compatibility will take you the farthest in a relationship because chemistry, I don't want to say you can find anywhere, but having chemistry is a lot I guess like easier to find than compatibility. Having both, that is the key. Another thing that was really important to me was being with someone who was decisive and who knows what they want and will go and get it. This came with me having prior relationship experience. I didn't like in the past that, like I just didn't like being the decision maker. Not that Micah makes all the decisions now, but I just like being with someone who knows what they want and is gonna go get it and is very decisive because me, I'm like, oh, weighing these, all, all these different options and my mind just goes in all these different directions. And so being with someone who's decisive is just very grounding for me and I really need that energy. And I only know that I like being with someone decisive because I have, again, referring back to what I was saying before, prior experience with people who weren't like that. And so I realized this is a really important thing for me that I need out of someone. Good manners. <laughs> I am not here to raise you and be like a mother or a parent to you and teach you how to have manners. How someone grows up plays a very big part in who they are today. Obviously, a huge role of who we are and a huge part of who we are is how we grew up and how we were raised. And so good manners is so high on the list for me because I can't teach someone that, especially we're past a certain age where you just are the way you are. And if we're not aligned in that way, like if you aren't, for me, it's like good manners, being around people, saying please and thank you. Like that seems so obvious, but there are people out there who just weren't raised like that, which is okay because that's the, just the way they were raised and that's the nature of that, who they are. But I just need someone who has good manners, good manners and just like good etiquette. It would suck to end up with someone if you care about like someone having good manners and then you just get irritated with them all the time. But it's just like, that's who they are. And so, I don't know. I feel like with all these things, if you decide to date someone who maybe doesn't meet one of like the standards that you set, you have to be okay with that because to a certain extent, you kind of knew what you were getting yourself into. And there's just some things that don't change. You can't always change every aspect about a person. You're not dating someone to change them. You have to love and like someone for who they are. I think going into relationship being like, oh, I can change this about them or this would be better if it was this way. So I'm going to work on that with them isn't always the best approach, if at all. I don't even know if that should be an approach. I think you should like someone initially based on who they are now, not for the quote-unquote potential. Because sometimes people just are the way they are and they're not going to change. A relationship, someone else is going to change that. I know sometimes I've gone through this too where I'm like, oh, I can change this about them or I can make them like want me the way I want, whatever it is. <laughs> Newsflash that doesn't work. You can't change someone. You can't morph someone into being your quote unquote perfect person, your ideal person to them. That just means they aren't your person if you have to change all these things. This is another big one that I think is pretty important is having long-term friendships. Do they know how to pour into a friendship and remain friends with someone through hard times, 
through different phases. I think it's such a green flag when someone has long-term friendships. For me, I think long-term friendships are just a sign of maturity. They're able to grow with someone, change with someone, adapt to the different seasons of life. And I think that will play a role into your relationship as well, because if they're able, you know, to keep something like that alive, even though a relationship is so much different, I just think it's a really good sign. And also it's kind of just like, okay, if you can't keep friends, are you the issue? Like what, what's wrong here? I don't know. That's just what I think. And the last one that I'll talk about today, I think this is really important, is being masculine. Like I, I like a masculine man. Take that how you wish. I know some people get kind of upset with the whole masculine feminine talk, but a level of masculinity I really enjoy, but also being in touch with like his feminine side is really important to me. I don't like a guy with an ego. I like a guy who can just like have fun, who doesn't mind putting his ego aside sometimes and, you know, just like being in touch with your feminine side, I think as a guy just shows me that you're emotionally mature and you don't have much of an ego. Like your ego doesn't really play such a big role in your personality. I think someone's ego can be the downfall of them. And there are just some guys out there who are so masculine that it's like not masculine because they are just, (laughs) how do I put this? They just don't get it. (laughs) like simply put the kind of guy that Micah is he's very easy to be around my girlfriends enjoy being around him like he's not this like super toxically masculine kind of guy and I just absolutely love that he knows how to let loose have fun his ego doesn't play a part in that like I don't know if he'll get mad at me for saying this but sometimes when I get like PR and it's obviously women's clothing like he'll fully try it on and do a fashion show we were at the mall today and there was a Barbie little poster for people to take pictures by just because a new Barbie movie is coming out. And I was like, go take a picture in front of that. He literally poses up in front of it, does the most like ridiculous pose. Like the man just does not care. And I love that about him. Those are all the non-negotiables that I wrote down. The first ones that came to mind. Obviously, there's other things that are really important to me, but these were some of the top ranking things other than the obvious ones like being loyal, being a good communicator, being loving. Like, obviously, I didn't want to do the regular ones. I kind of wanted to get a little bit more particular and molecular here. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Those were the things that are just really important to me. Again, this is on a personal level. Everyone's super different. What you like is what you like. And that's what makes you you. I recommend writing down a list of the things that you value, you want, and you need. Things that you will not settle for. And you don't always have to refer to it, but maybe the next time you're in the talking stage with someone or dating someone, refer back to that list. Even if, you know, you were super starry-eyed over someone, maybe referring back to that list that you made back when you were single will be like, oh shit, I just have rose-colored glasses on and I'm seeing everything is perfect, even though it's not, I don't know. I just think it's a good idea to do. Put the intentions out there. I'm curious what some of your non-negotiables in a relationship and in a partner are. So go comment on the most recent podcast Instagram post what that is for you. Make it really random. Like like I said, I know the obvious ones of someone being a good person. Like I want to get particular here. What's something that's a non-negotiable for you? I'm really curious. The Instagram for the podcast is at my mind pod. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I feel like I haven't really done something like this. So let me know what you thought. And with that being said, that was everything. Most of the things, let's be real, on my mind. 